Alright, Big Joe and Carl Carafell here on the J&K Podcast. What's up, guys? Wow. So it's uh, been a while since we've done some wrestling discussion here. It is. So we we're coming up to Money in the Bank. This, we uh, are. This Sunday, right? So This Sunday. This Sunday. Like Father's it? Day. This Sunday. This is going to be on Father's Day. WWE Money in the Bank. Is that something you're actually looking forward to? The Money in the Bank? I am. Um, there's... Money in the Bank is one of those quote-unquote gimmick matches that yeah. I've always kind of liked. Just the fact that they're going out there, they're doing something to be able to give mm-hmm. one of these collective group of people a shot or an opportunity at a title shot whenever they choose. It's something kind of different that they've been doing for quite a while now, but still, I just I love it. Now, who can we credit for uh, having this uh, style of match and who, who is, uh, idea is this? Honestly, I don't know. Uh, from the best of my knowledge, I believe Chris Jericho is one of the primary uh, minds behind this, uh, this match type, right? So I should have known that. Known that Chris Jericho invented everything. <laughs> Chris Jericho invented Chris Jericho. Well, and one of the reasons why I, I kind of led into it that way because uh, I don't know. Right, right now, I feel almost feel like uh, like the the charisma is like not everybody that's in WWE now, but there are some times where it just feels like there's a lot kind of missing left to be desired. You know, mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, people just not reaching out and kind of, like, really, really kind of grasping, you know, for, you know, like, when it comes to characters, when it comes to promos. Sure. Which is the reason why, uh, reason why I'm kind of leading it as a, we're actually going to do a, do a couple sound clips back to back here. One is actually one that we'll actually be able to see audio, or a video here in studio and then an audio clip right after it. So of, of a couple of really, really good examples of some good, I guess in the business would be referred to as shoot promos. Sure. So let's uh, get a couple of those. This one is... Uh, uh, very well known, uh, at least to us. Uh, if you haven't heard this for the first time, you're in for a treat. And this is The Miz shooting on Daniel Bryan, uh, accusing him of being a wuss in the ring, more or less. So here we go. Let's give it a listen. Uh, there's no gentle way to say it. To me, you wrestle like a coward. You wrestle like somebody who's, I, af- who's afraid to get hit. Like, I, 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 re- I, wrestle, I wrestle like, like a coward. You I- wrestle like a coward. I'm the one. If I if I were to create a wrestler who, to me, like embodies like when I was an independent guy and I was thinking like, oh, okay, what's the soft WWE style? It would be that WWE is transformed in the you, last. Hold on, you you had to, you had your chance to talk. You you're the one that called me a coward in, in the wrestling ring. I'm the coward in the wrestling ring. Yeah. But let's talk about cowards for one second. Okay. The reason I wrestle the way I wrestle is because I can do it day in and day out all the time for ten plus years I have never never in my career ever have been injured I don't get injured for six months to a year I am here each and every week but you sit there and call me a coward yeah. I'm the coward wait let me tell you about a coward let me tell you about a guy who tells his WWE fans the people that he loves that he will be back he promises them I promise you I will be back in one year's time to claim this title but you didn't Daniel did you but I'm the coward okay, I'm the one that they, doesn't love if the they, fans if they would let me come back I would come back oh they, if, if you you would yeah. you, you would you you love that WWE ring you love be wrestling you love being right in that wrestling ring and you you love wrestling, right? Well, yeah. why don't you quit? Why don't you quit and go to the bingo halls with your indie okay, friends? Okay, I think you need to huh? calm. No, that's not, no, what, this, that's this. not what this show's Me about. The GM have this. Thank you very much, Renee. This is a great show, but we're talking here. I need to talk to you real quick because the fact is, you're the one that calls me the coward, but you're the one that doesn't get in the WWE ring again. No, don't you walk away from me, Daniel. Don't you walk away. I'm the one that loves the fans. I'm the one that loves everyone and everything. You're the one that gets 
gets up and walks away every single time. You're the coward. I am not a coward. I am your intercontinental champion, and there's a reason I am the title. Reason making this the most relevant, prestigious title that WWE has, and I deserve okay. respect okay. on SmackDown Live. Get that camera right here. Get that camera right here. Understand that this is day 141 of the never-ending Intercontinental Championship World Tour, and I swear to you, I promise you, it will be the most relevant title on SmackDown Live. I could care less about those little kids on, on, on for the tag team titles and the women's championship and the WWE championship. This is my show. My show. And I'm sick of all of you, my GM, sitting there criticizing me, calling me the coward. You're the cowards. I'm the one here, day in and day out, in that wrestling ring, beating people up. Thank you very much. So there we go with, uh, in my humble opinion, you know, one of probably one of the best kind of uh, promos that's uh, been in business like since, I mean, that was... Uh, August twenty third, two thousand sixteen. Uh, yep. One of the best ones uh, done recently, in my personal opinion. And uh, we'll do one more, actually featuring Mister Chris Jericho, one of sure. the uh, uh, guys who came up with the idea for the uh, Money in the Bank match. We'll uh, play that one, and then we'll kind of uh, break down this whole kind of thing here. So let's go with uh, that one. Let me get that queued up and get it going here. And here we go. I'm gonna come out here good. and remind all of you that you're wasting your time talking about the World Heavyweight Championship if you're not talking about me. Seriously, E, AJ, seriously, how many times, right? I think you need to tell them one more time, babe. Especially for the hearing impaired in the ring. Yeah, looks like they have a problem. All right, uh, how many times, Dolph? I think it's been about 87 times, or the amount of times that AJ has had her tongue down the throat of a WWE superstar. <laughs> real funny. Real what did you say? What did you just say? E. Calm down, calm down. It's, it's Big E. It's Big E. He's got an E for a name. But what does the Big E stand for? Big Easter Bunny? Big Elephant? Big Ears? Big Ego? Big Emu? Big Edward? Big Eggs? Big Elefante? Big Engine? Big Earwax? Big Excrement? Big Edward? Big Utah? Big Urkel? Big e no, no, e e e e no, no, no. Relax, relax. So there we go with uh, a couple of really good examples of uh, a guy's really kind of just reaching and grasping for, uh, uh, you know, and really succeeding with uh, Mike's or with uh, Mike's skills, in my opinion, right? So some couple of really good spots there in my opinion very, very good spots and yeah. i mean that's something that chris jericho has always been able yes. to do even back when his starting days i mean yep. back like wcw when he was there yep. and you know just anywhere that chris jericho has been that has always been a strong point of his is being able to really work the mic now i will say that uh, it does seem to be lost on uh, you know some of the let's say some of the uh, uh current talent I think it, it definitely has. Um, I mean, everybody can kind of, anybody can get out there and kind of talk something on the microphone or, um, you know, memorize something to actually go out there and, and talk about. But to be able to actually really go out there with the whole um, emotion that they had put into this, it's, it's uncanny. 
Does anybody else hear country music playing in the background? I do. Um, hmm. Well, let, let, let's pretend like we're not hearing that. I have no idea where it's coming from. I think our studio window may be open. Maybe that could be the reason why. Why are we hearing country music? Anyways, besides the point, before we get to too sidetracked about country music, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, it just seems that uh, I don't know some of the, the newer talent <laughs> if they if they're just uh, scared, you know, to maybe say the wrong thing and then you know to you know maybe lose their spot or something like that. It's uh, kind of a, a, a it, that could definitely be it because I know there's some that uh, are just you know so desperate to be part of the WWE that they're so scared to maybe do something wrong, you know. And, could that be it? it? It could be, but I mean, you, you gotta you gotta think of it this way, right? It, it's the WWE. Yeah. It's the biggest stage that there is for professional wrestling. Yeah. If you do not take your opportunity and run with it yeah. and get out there on the microphone and be able to go and actually say something that you want to say, yeah. whether it's scripted with emotion whether it's unscripted whether it's who knows what but you have to take that opportunity and you have to go out there and you have to put that out there if you don't you're just gonna get kind of pushed off to the wayside because people are gonna be like okay yeah so he's talking but if you go out there and actually put that emotion out in there then people are gonna remember that and then what's gonna happen is you're gonna be that one that's gonna be pushed up to the top and you're gonna be the one that's working and making the big money because you're holding those titles because you took that opportunity and ran with it some of the biggest names in the business have done that uh stone cold i would say stone cold and cm punk most nobly of the two you know uh that opportunity or they basically just say okay just say what you're, you want to say there and uh and i mean look at the result two of the, of the the biggest names in the business still talked about even though they're not active in the business or the, the company very true perfect example of that uh of just reaching for that uh, so-called imaginary brass ring that uh, Vince dangles above everybody's head. Uh, sometimes it's non-existent, but sometimes, you know, uh, I mean, you got to show that initiative yourself. I mean, uh, Vince can only get kind of guide you so far, and then you got to go and reach and uh, grab for it yourself, right? So Definitely, and like you had alluded to there, I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he had not gone and done what he did, he would have been left as just the ringmaster with Ted DiBiase carrying around the uh, million dollar championship belt that he never won. I mean, like, that's what he would have been left with. But no, he actually went out and, uh, you know what, during King of the Ring, he went out there and he did this amazing promo after beating Jake the Snake Roberts. And really, that was a huge turning point in... The whole character for Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, I will uh, play, uh, you know, we'll be playing a little bit more bits on on the show than we normally do, but uh, I happened to queue up and actually found a couple that I'm actually going to play. We'll play the actual one, first of all, because uh, we can, and because it is definitely worth uh, noting here. So let us listen to the one we're talking about here. Prestigious King of the Ring, Stone Cold Steve Austin, an incredible victory. The first thing I want to be done is to get that piece of crap out of my ring. Don't just get him out of the ring, get him out of the WWF. Because I've proved, son, without a shadow of a doubt, you ain't got what it takes anymore. You sit there and you thump your Bible and you say your prayers and it didn't get you anywhere. 
Talk about your Psalms. Talk about John 3.16. Austin 3.16 says, I just whipped your ass. Come on, that's not necessary. All he's got to do is go buy him a cheap bottle of Thunderbird and try to dig back some of that courage he had in his prime. As the king of the ring, I'm serving notice to every one of the WWF superstars. I don't give a damn what they are. They're all on the list, and that's Stone Cold's list, and I'm fixing to start running through all of them. As far as this championship match is considered, son, I don't give a damn if it's Davey Boy Smith or Shawn Michaels. Steve Austin's time has come, and when I get the shot, you're looking at the next WWF champion, and that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold Sensor. Sensor. Obviously, anything but humble, the fourth prestigious king of the ring, Stone Cold. So there we go. Uh, I mean, um, perfect example. Like, if you really want to kind of uh, get a good idea of that, I mean, just go watch that clip yourself, and you can, you can see the emotion in his face. You tell he's... Like he's looking to make an impact there. I like can just tell the emotion just in the man's face while delivering that. And I just realized something. What's that? Chris Jericho did not invent everything. Mm. As it turns out, it sounds like Stone Cold created <laughs> the list. The list, yeah. Yes, and I'll actually the before we get kind of get into more discussion here. Uh, the other clip that I want to play is actually. Uh, some current uh, superstars with their take on that bit. The fourth prestigious King of the Ring, Stone Cold Steve Austin, an incredible victory. The first thing I want to be done is to get that piece of crap out of my ring. Don't just get him out of the ring, get him out of the WWE. Because I proved, son, without a shadow of a doubt, you ain't got what it takes anymore. You sit there and you dump your Bible and you say your prayers and it didn't get you anywhere. Talk about your Psalms. Talk about your John 316. Austin 316 says I just whipped. I, I just whipped. I, I just whipped your ass. Come on, that's not necessary. All he's got to do is go buy him a cheap bottle of Thunderbird and try to get back some of the courage you had in his prime. As the king of the ring, I'm serving notice to every one of the WWE superstars. I don't give a damn what they are. They're, They're all, all on the list. list. And, and that's Stone Cold's list. And I'm fixing to start running through all of them. As far as this championship match is considered, son, I don't give a damn if it's Davey Boy Smith or Shawn Michaels. Steve Austin's time has come. And when I get the shot, you're looking at the next WWE Champion. And that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold. 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 Obviously anything but humble. The fourth prestigious king of the ring, Stone Cold Steve Austin. There we go. One of the most interesting uh, things from that, I think, is that uh, uh, Kofi Kingston does a really, really good Stone Cold impression. Yeah. I had no, no idea there. Me either. That was I, impressive, actually. He, I could have closed my eyes and let Kofi talk like Stone Cold and Kofi. thought for sure that it was Stone Cold. Who would have thought? So, yeah, I mean, uh, some really good e examples there of, of people reaching out and really grasping, uh, you know, for, for fame there. And, uh, you know... Could it be maybe part of the problem is that um, maybe are they just not given enough opportunities to do so? That could be part of the issue as well. 
I really don't think so though, because you got to consider back back then or back in 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 those times, yep. you know they had a two hour show. Yeah, they had a two hour show. Right. Yep. So now you're looking at Monday Night Raw as a two hour show, and they still were able to come out with these really amazing. Um, you know promos that they did mm-hmm. um and and if for for that one i go to um cm punk right where they gave mm-hmm. him the time to be able to go out there and air his grievances and stuff yep. like that right so why why is that not something that can be done now i think it's it's not necessarily they're not given the opportunity i think it's that they're not taking the opportunity and doing it i would definitely uh, agree with you there in some cases now, are they being told to literally just go out there and do a match, do their kind of thing, and then be done with it? Or are they are they saying, you know, okay, we're giving you guys this time, you know, do what you want to do there. And with them just too scared <laughs> to make an attempt to reach out to uh, do something. I, I think that there could be some of that there, too, because honestly, you're, you're in there with the biggest company, and some of these quote-unquote jobbers don't want to lose their paycheck. Right? So there, there definitely, I think, is some of that there now. Right? You know what? I'm sure there is, yeah. but all it takes is somebody before no. they actually go out there for the show no. uh, or to do their match or, or, or anything is no. just for them to go to creative and say, listen, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I want to do. I need just in two minutes mm-hmm. to do a really great promo. Can I cut this? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I mean, that's all it's going to take is just for, for somebody to take the initiative and step up and, and go to creative and say, listen, this is what I want to do. And, uh, you know, nine times out of ten, I don't think the creative is really going to be like, wow, nope. no, we can't do that. Right. They're going to say something like, hey, you know what? Let's let's bring this to Vince or let's bring this to whoever. Let's discuss it. Yep. Right. I mean, they're they're there to creative is there to help the superstars be able to achieve the most that they can. Yep. Now, if somebody is feeling that they're not achieving the most that they can, then they need to be the one to step up and say, listen, this is what I'd like to try. This is what I'd like to try to do. I understand this is kind of where you're you're pushing, you know, storyline to go. I'd like to add to that and be able to exemplify this storyline. What do you think? Right? It's... You know, and, and quite honestly, that they're just uh, there's a lot of talent out there that they have all of the physical attributes, uh, being able to work in the ring and uh, and uh, do the spots that are required uh, in the match, and everything. But some of them, quite honestly, are, they just are missing that element of being able to do the the promos. So yeah. Honestly, there's some that it's it's something that not everybody is given that gift. No, you it's know? true. Some of them are just a natural born when it comes to that. Uh, your Stone Cold Steve Austin's, your Rowdy Rowdy Pipers, your your, yeah. your CM Punks. Your uh, Macho Man Randy Savages, your Shawn Michaels. I mean, uh, there's some that are, that are just naturally kind of gifted with that. You know, some have to, can achieve that by working hard at it, and then some just are never going to really be able to do that. So it's it's something that it's just not everybody can get that. True. Why not? I, I do want to give just a notable mention to to um, probably one of my favorite men on the mic. Um, and somebody who who didn't have to go out there and really like push the emotion and really like yell and scream to get his point across, mm. um, and and for those who who might already kind of know, know um, those who don't, I, I'm I'm gonna mention who this person is, and we're looking at Jake the Snake Roberts, 
who, in my humble opinion, as Big Joe said, um, is to myself one of the best ring mic workers that I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, just somebody who, uh, and, and you know, while we're in, we're in the clip mood, I'll, I'll actually play one because I mean, now I want to kind of hear one. Uh, just when you, when you listen to a Jake the Snake Roberts promo, um, Unlike, you know, very, very similar to like a Bray Wyatt, uh, just no, when it comes to it, to words, just no wasted words, just, you know, just doesn't have to scream like the ultimate warrior or anything like that, or be kind of way over the top, like a macho man, Randy Savage, just speaks very intellectually to the point, makes his point across. Yep. And well, we'll play a clip of it from uh, WrestleMania six and then you'll understand what I'm talking about here. Jake, the snake Roberts, the match is at hand. Well, well, the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Here we are at WrestleMania, and it's the biggest match of your career. Why? Because everything you stand for is on the line, namely the Million Dollar Belt. Oh, yeah. It can be yours once again. You see, all you have to do to get it back (laughs) is go through Damien and me. But you see, Damien and I don't forget, we remember all the times you made people grovel for your money. These were people far less fortunate than you. People who could use your money for essentials. And what did you do? You made fun of them. You humbled them. And you humiliated them. Well, now it's my turn. I'm going to make you beg, DiBiase. You are going to get down on your hands and knees. This time, you'll be the one that's humbled. This time, you'll be the one that's humiliated. And this time, you will be the one that grovels for the money. And how appropriate (laughs) that the money you grovel for is your very own. A victim of your own greed, wallowing in the muck of avarice. Longfellow couldn't have said it better. So there we go. Perfect, perfect example of what we're talking about there. Yeah. I mean, just uh, you know, not even all that often. Like in that case, actually, one of the times we actually see him kind of really kind of raise his voice at all. But a little just bit, yeah. Somebody who just just staring into that camera and just sucks you in and just makes you believe that uh, of what he's saying. He did, and and you know what? Like I, younger. I was scared. No oh, yeah. I was afraid of yeah, Jake that's the Snake the Roberts. Snake, man. That's, uh, because, yeah. not just because he had the snake, but because of those promos that he did. Yeah. Like, they were just so intense, but he didn't have to raise his voice to the extreme when it came to his promos. It yeah. was just amazing. Yeah. Looking back on it now, I say the best ever. Mm-hmm. And, and something that, you know, has definitely rubbed off... Uh, you know, on some people, uh, I'm going to try and think of it and see if I can find one of uh, this particular person that I'm uh, uh, thinking about. Uh, that one yeah, could be interesting. I'm going to try and find uh, one that's not too long. Um, let's try with this one. I'm going with a random one here. Uh, let's go with uh, Bray Wyatt, who, uh, I mean, somebody who obviously, you know, Jake's work has definitely rubbed off on this man. I, uh, you know, with... Uh, his dad being uh, IRS, I mean, definitely yep. was around at that time. So it was probably somebody who was definitely very influential, at least when it comes to the promo work. So let, let's take a brief listen to this one, and then we'll talk some money in the bank stuff. You'll never see me coming. All this is a riddle. <laughs> Everything all around you is a riddle. 
Thus is the mystery of me. Opens the world's interpretation. I play with these fools like puppets. I shot them like glass when I'm through. It feels good, really good. We're past the point of no return, aren't we? Haven't you seen it? Because I have. We're coming. I want you to do me a favor. Go back and tell all these men that I'm here. It's all real. You tell them. You can never, never hurt me. You hear that? You can never hurt me. <laughs> They say we're coming, but nah, we've been here all along. Follow the buzzards! <laughs> so a little example there, maybe not the best example out there. There's a lot of music kind of in the background on that one, but uh, it came an idea that... Uh, you know, Bray and other of these guys that just, you know, are just very intense uh, the microphone in and the camera and just doesn't have to, like, scream to, to get his point across. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, so. was, they did a whole series of these these promos with uh, with Bray Wyatt. He, um, this was his, his, like, debut coming into the, uh, to the, the main roster. Yep. And uh, they did probably five, six, or seven of these different promos. And that one there, I believe, was promo number five um just just amazing on the on the mic there and so happy that he was able to take just a little bit of that from like jake the snake roberts because it really really works with his character it does and um yeah somebody who you know uh, luckily you know eventually became you know like a champion it was a little bit shorter lived than i would yeah. have liked but uh you know finally i i, 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 I think that you know they're, they're starting to figure out kind of how to use him properly so uh, uh interesting to see uh how his career uh goes and now uh, um definitely hopefully it doesn't go the same direction that jake's career uh, went um because we we know what kind of what happened there but uh, you know thankfully yeah. uh, you know, briefly on jake roberts uh still even just recently uh touring around america doing that comedy tour that he's doing like he's, he looks like he's holding it together and staying healthy which is really really good to see because he was in a bad way for kind of a while so. it was in a huge bad way huge bad way so good to see that Jake is uh, still doing well. Now, before we get into some Money in the Bank discussion, this is actually something that you uh, actually posted to our Facebook page. Yeah. And this was a kind of a breaking news that happened not too long ago, actually earlier today. Wait, this... first, we posted it to the J&K Podcast J&K. Facebook page. Exactly. Make sure you go and click like. Yes, click that like button and please tell the people about it as well. Um, WWE announces the they're basically their version, of the female uh, version of the uh, Dusty Rhodes Classic, I guess, somewhat, uh, and calling it the May Young Classic. Sure, yeah, Dusty Rhodes Classic was a uh, tag team, I believe. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, then they had the Cruiserweight Classic, the Cruiserweights, obviously. They had the UK Championship. Right, and now they're doing something called the May Young Classic, where this one is going to be uh, uh, all female. Mm-hmm. So some uh, interesting names uh, for for uh, I guess the first what one two three four people yep. first four yep confirmed for this. Uh, the first one would is an interesting one because uh, WD making use of uh, some people as company, even though that they're still active in that said company. And it is the uh, reigning progress women's champion, Tony Storm. Yes, from over in the UK. Mm-hmm. It's over in uh, Pete Dunn territory there. Yes. Which is a very interesting. Uh, and obviously, we know how well that's worked out for him. So uh, we'll see what happens to this Tony Storm. Is this somebody that you're familiar with at all? 
I am not. No. Um, I, I'd like to say that I am, though, considering, mm. um, you know, because it's it's like progress is over in the UK. Yeah. We really don't get to see too, too much from progress. No, I'd like to see um, I was able to download an app to my uh, mobile phone that possibly might give me some progress championship wrestling mm. once in a while. So hopefully I can kind of delve into that app a little bit more. And uh, if it is something that uh, will allow me to see some progress or maybe some other stuff, I'll uh, you know share that with you guys on another podcast, what mm. that uh, app is. But yep. I'm going to check it out first and then we'll uh, sure, go from good. there. So. And uh, the next one on the list is uh, somebody, if you subscribe to the WWE Network and you've been watching NXT recently, you would have seen this particular someone. And this is Lacey Evans. Yes. And this is um, the one that she's a um, former uh, U.S. Marine Corps. Yep. Uh, former U.S. Marine. Um, did some time yeah. with the military police. And SWAT team. And SWAT. Yep. Wow. So, uh, you know, definitely like a physical kind of pedigree there uh when it comes to wrestling stuff i mean uh, she looks like she's very very new in the business yes very uh, i guess you know very green in the business so uh, it remains to see uh what kind of impact she has the next one on the list is uh sarah logan yep and it looks like she's uh, pretty much a uh, just a you know kind of a regular kind of nxt recruit you know somebody who's come in and uh done a, a tryout and uh looking to uh i guess kind of make a name for herself yeah well uh, she's she's an nxt competitor and a recruit at the performance center and something very noteworthy is that she uh, actually worked over in japan for a little bit and trained under um former wwe light heavyweight champion taka mishinuku yeah uh so a good person to to train and work with there i mean he uh was one of those kind of small guys in in the uh, wwe that uh it was uh, entertaining to, to watch. Mm-hmm. She had a very sh- short-lived career, but uh, did some interesting stuff. It actually has a move named after him. So, yep. And the next one is uh, one that I'm completely unfamiliar with, and this uh, wrestler is called Princessa Sujit. Sujit. I don't know if I'm Sujit. saying that. Right. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know either. I am not familiar with this uh, female athlete at all. Looks to have had some experience with Triple A, which of course is uh, the big wrestling, uh, Mexican wrestling uh, yep. organization over there. So, well, I mentioned both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, CMLL is the yeah. other one, and uh, I guess she is a, a masked wrestler, from what I can see as well. So, yep, interesting to see how that works out with uh, that. Uh, so, just those four names confirmed. I mean, uh, you're probably going to have, you know, the the regular kind of cast of characters there with uh, over there next to you as well. So, yeah, probably. I do want to mention, though, with uh, Princessa, though, that, I mean, she is the current Mexican National Women's Champion um, as well. She brings 20 years of experience to yeah. this uh, May Young Classic. Mm-hmm. So that's it's going to be very interesting to see how, you know, somebody like uh, Sarah Logan who is still kind of, you know, uh, not Sarah Logan, sorry, the uh, the other one there. Um, the one the, the one who's green. Um, oh, uh, Lacey. Yeah, Lacey. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know how, how the two of them are mm-hmm. going to possibly, and hopefully we see something, you know, kind of like that, where the 20-year veteran kind of goes out there with somebody who's a little bit more, you know, green, you know, between zero to five years, yep. let's say. 
and how they actually work together. So yeah, one more quick thing that that, that caught my eye that I want to uh, briefly mm. mention. Yes, and because uh, it's kind of the, the the buzz of the internet and the sports uh, kind of community before we uh, break down uh, money in the bank for this weekend. Uh, one person that you know that uh, kind of popped up in the headline and. You know, this is Turnbuckle Talk is wrestling discussion. Uh, possibly worth, worth hinting at here. So, Moral Ronaldo from mm-hmm. the uh, commentator SmackDown will be doing play by play commentary for the Mayweather Conor McGregor fight. Yes. Which is, uh, I mean, that uh, fight, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, it's the talk of the sports world right now. We're going to have a, a pure boxer fighting uh, a mixed martial art, artist in a boxing ring is going to be a boxing match. Yep. So interesting to see that, that that is something that is going to be a huge, huge event and interesting to see how that uh, takes place. So and it's uh, t- actually taking place the weekend after SummerSlam, interestingly yes. enough. So, yeah. So, uh, I mean, uh, obviously, you know, when that happens, we'll, we'll make a mention of it because obviously it's going to be uh, pretty big news there. But um, but yeah. that's a little bit ways away. That's We're looking August 26th is yeah. when that happens. But yeah, so. uh, former uh, employee of WWE, uh, Moro Ronaldo, doing play by it play commentary for that boxing match so interesting to see i mean obviously he's somebody who brings uh years of experience of doing play by play commentary mm-hmm. so interesting to see how he will do any boxing match to call in the action so yeah. he's, he's done mixed martial arts he's done uh he's done wrestling with uh some with new japan and wwe so now going into the boxing realm of things so see how that works out for him definitely and uh, hopefully it, it something does come good out of that because he's he's a good guy he's a good mind for for uh, the business uh, yep. you know when it comes to you know mma wrestling and uh hopefully boxing so hopefully you see him kind of land on his feet because he was kind of in a rough kind of way for a little, little stretch there so going through some depression so hopefully he does so well for himself over there so for the last uh, about uh, 20 minutes or so that we have left of the uh, show here, let's uh, break down Money in the Bank coming up this Sunday. Sure. And the first match, the pre-show match, will be Brazongo versus the Colons. That just doesn't even sound right. That's what the... That's what the that's Brazongo what, and Colons. That's what the card says. That's what the card says. Oh, it, it just sounds like something... The Colons. Some, some medical term Who are for the flushing you out. Who I don't know. the Colons? Brazongo, Brazongo the colon. I, I, it, <laughs> it just sounds like a, a medical device that's going to be stuck into an orifice and cleaning you out. I kid, I kid. <clears throat> it's uh, the, the, the colognes. The colognes. Mm. Which uh, they're still doing that uh, whole uh, we're selling the timeshares in Puerto Rico thing, which is, uh, in my opinion, it just it doesn't work for them. I mean, uh, th- this would be failed gimmick number two yeah. for these guys. So, uh, lost mad or he's failing horribly. This... <laughs> bit this uh shtick this character this gimmick uh, maybe even worse so we'll yeah. see how long they go with it uh the brazongo thing is getting kind of interesting at the, at the last uh pay-per-view they actually did some kind of interesting stuff in the ring with the uh, brazongo or with the uh, tyler breeze kind of doing a few kind of little character bits yeah so i thought it was actually kind of genuinely kind of entertaining so we'll see what, what happens with this uh i mean it's honestly has kind of feel of kind of like a throwaway match it does to just kind of have something happening there on the pre-show. So uh, if I had to pick, I mean, obviously Brazongo. Yeah, I would there, so. I would go Brazongo with that as well. And I mean, mm. it's just it's just kind of unfortunate because we have like the the tag team champions that that are going to be having a match and stuff like that. Mm. And then who who else do we really have as tag teams? I mean, we're mm. looking at the Ascension, who they're, uh, you know, I, I don't know even know if they're injured or what's happening with them. And then who you've knows? got American Alpha, which I know like yeah. one of them was injured for a while as well. So really, we have no one. 
else but those guys. Yeah. So the the tag team division in WWE right now is suffering again, not from a lack of talent, just a mixture of injuries and just gimmicks not working out. Yeah, properly. Yeah, I think is what's happening there. So uh, the next one is, uh, I guess, could be considered interesting. Sure. Yeah. It would be the uh, the women's championship match with current champion Naomi against Lana. Yes. Kind of uh, given a title shot already, eh? She, yeah. Hmm. Well, interesting. I it it, it is interesting. Um, we really haven't seen Lana in the ring, no. um, doing like really too much. I mean, it's somebody that may you know have been at a house show or something like that may have seen stuff that Lana can do in the ring because she's been you know training and stuff like that. So. Yeah they must feel that her training has been well enough or maybe it's just that she is so close to being out of of a a training Mm -hmm. uh regimen that they feel she can put on a good match with naomi for that reason because everything is still fresh yeah right she's not you know and and she she knows how to do things properly because of this and stuff like that on the other end of it though she could get out there in front of all of these people during a pay-per-view and totally forget everything. And we could see the <laughs> biggest botch a mania yeah. in women's championship history. Very well could. We will see. Uh, and, and the thing that bothers with me is that it's a title match. And because you have the other match that's happening, uh, you know, with, uh, with the other girls, I'm sure all of them probably aren't fussy about Lana getting a title show, especially on the same preview that this kind of landmark thing is kind of happening, which I'll hint at. We'll talk about once we get to that. Yeah. But, uh, weird. Uh, I, d- I definitely, uh, I'm okay with the matchup, just I'm not okay with it being for the title. I'm okay with it being for the title. I really don't care. Yeah. But, um, you know, uh, I'll, I'll definitely say that uh, it'd be a very big surprise if Lana wins the title. I think it should stay on Naomi. Uh, you know, she's been working really, really hard lately. You know, somebody who I was, I was a pretty harsh critic of her, but, you know, has kind of reinvented herself uh, much better character-wise. You know, that entrance music and everything gets you, gets you kind of hooked on her. She's gotten a lot better in the ring as well. So She has. You know, she was on the verge of oblivion there and being caught in uh, no man's land there. So, oh, yes. So she has definitely uh, been doing well recently, and I hope that uh, it keeps working out well for her. I hope so, too. You know, because a good example of somebody that, you know, is at that stage of where their career is on the, the big downturn and can really, really turn around, given the right opportunities and, you know, and doing things the proper way. Yep. Good example there for anybody else in the roster who may be listening to this. Take a look at what, what she's done there and, uh, you know, a good example of what to do when you get down that low. So now the, the next one, speaking of tag teams, uh, for the tag team champions, the Usos against the New Day. New Day? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, uh, not a whole lot to, to honestly to, to kind of say about this one. You know, the, I mean, New Day keeps uh, you know getting overwhelmed the crowd and everything. Uh, the Usos as bad guys, uh, I don't know. Still, I'm not sold on that whole thing. I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm really not either. And to be honest, I'm surprised that it's actually the New Day that's in this match. Um, with everything that's been going on, I would have figured that Brazongo would have been yes. there, considering this whole like fashion police stuff that they're doing, and yep. the one day is H, mm-hmm. you know, and who knows what H is? But yeah, I don't know what that is either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 a weird that they would 
put the New Day in there yep. because I think Brazongo is really over enough with the crowd mm-hmm. now, especially with this whole fashion stuff that they've been doing. Yep. And they've been talking about the Usos and they've been making fun of the Usos uh, t-shirt, which says one day-ish, yep. right? One day-ish. So, I mean, just, I, I think, honestly, that's a weird booking. It is a, a weird very booking. very weird booking. Yep. Very strange. Um, you know, at the very least, I would maybe maybe a, a three-way match. But then, you know, tag teams, when you start getting multiple teams involved, it can turn into a mess. <laughs> it, it can. Very much so, right, it can. So, uh, unless you have the right talent in the ring doing the match. So, um, no real... I mean, I guess it's possible they could put the title back on, on New Day, but I think that they'll probably keep it on the Usos so that they could, you know, do that Brazongo thing eventually. True. Right, so... Yeah, so, well, I mean, with them, with Rosongo being on that kickoff show, they'll match. I mean, they're not going to have a whole lot of an opportunity to make a big event, an impact. I think that match should have maybe uh, been uh, possibly pushed to the main card, but given the other matches on there, I mean, it's just, it, they're, in a, they're in a tough spot there, you know, and to really kind of uh, make a, you know, a case for that title on the kickoff show. Yeah. So it's a tough spot. So look to uh, the Usos to hold on to the titles there. Now, whether now this next match is obviously you know one of the, the big ones here. I don't know if this is going to end up being the main event. I don't know if this is the order that they're going to do things or not. I have no idea. But, uh, of course, uh, current champion Jinder Mahal against Randy Orton. Yep. Yeah. So, still, I mean, honestly, a surprise uh, seeing this uh, guy as, as a champion. Um, what are your, th- your thoughts? Because we haven't really had a chance to really talk about it since he's become champion. What do you think of him as uh, champion? I don't mind it. Yeah, I really don't. Do you I think mean, he's been doing uh, well. I think he's been doing just fine. Yeah. I mean, he he's still he's a new champion still. Yeah. Right. So I mean, he's still got his own little works and quirks and stuff like mm-hmm. that that he's got to that he's got to deal with. But I mean, to to give him the title mm-hmm. and to let him run with it, I think is is great because i think he de- he's de- he deserves it mm-hmm. he's been one of those guys that has been lost in the um mid-card shuffle for, a long, for a long time and now you know he's he's got the chance to actually shine um honestly i hope that they keep the belt on him and have him beat randy orton yep. um just kind of solidify a little bit more that championship that he mm. that he won now if randy were to win this of course would be 14 time true getting up into high ground there as well uh you know you know before i, I kind of talk more about this situation i mean uh cena's at 16 tied with flair yep right orton wins number 14 yep couldn't end up at potentially having some kind of scenario i think maybe of the of coming down between those two guys to break flair's record i would personally be more okay with with randy achieving that uh, mark than cena to be perfectly honest with you, I don't think I would be as okay mu- with anybody as much as, beating Ric Flair's as, record. As, as much as right now, and, and, and again, to use this term, it's going to sound absolutely ridiculous probably to wrestling fans, but right now, John Cena is the Hulk Hogan of professional wrestling. True. <laughs> Did Hulk Hogan ever beat <laughs> nope. Ric Flair's record? Nope. Exactly. All right, so. I don't think anybody should. Just, just as though I, I don't think that anybody should have beaten The Undertaker's uh, WrestleMania streak either. Right? So, but we both know, and I'm sure a bunch of the listeners know, that, yeah, it's going to happen. 
Um, at some point, Ric Flair's record is going to be beaten. And you, you can clip that out for anybody listening. Uh, I, I did say John Cena is the Hulk Hogan of professional wrestling. Um, yeah. Um, my only thing is, I think Jinder is doing quite well as, as champion. My only thing is, is that, uh, you know, involving the, the Bollywood boys or the Singh brothers or whatever they're yep. calling them, is it feels too much like a recycled storyline of what Seth Rollins and J&J security. It, it feels so similar to that, you know? And what a shame that these two guys coming up in NXT now, they're relegated to just being his, his goons. For now. Yeah. I mean, I... I I don't see it the same way that you do. Uh, yeah. No, it just it, it, it feels like I know that they're still earning a paycheck, still doing all that kind of thing, but I'm sure that they probably want more than to just uh, to be dropped on their head on the table. Like uh, I can't remember which brothers, but there's actually a, a gift that I actually posted on the JNK podcast page. Mm-hmm. You should go ahead and like if you go to it. Uh, of a gif of Randy dropping this guy and basically one of the two guys on his head and just the look on his face is priceless. It's a Kodak. Oh, yeah. But uh, go and check that out on our Facebook page. I keep pimping that out. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, these guys, uh, you know, I I thought we're going to possibly make some noise, but, you know, since coming into the main roster, you know, like I said, I I don't know what exactly their plan is for them. And at this point, I really don't know either. I mean, we can only really speculate, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, kind of, you know, in my head, I'm, I kind of see it going where they're going to continue yep. to help uh, Jinder Mahal kind of, you know, yep. keep the belt, keep the belt, keep the belt, keep the belt. And then it's just going to come to a point where they're like, screw this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, where's our spotlight? Because we're the ones that have been getting you that belt, Yeah. right? And then that's when we're going to see a little bit of a change come in. We're going to see, you know, them kind of break away from Jinder Mahal. Um, or, you know, even during during all of this, start to have a few more matches with, like, the Usos, the New Day, Brazongo, you know, kind of having them come into the tag team mix. Um, and then things flourish from there, right? So, I mean, it's just got to give it time. And I think for this whole thing to work, I think they really, really need to embrace that Bollywood thing and really kind of... Maybe not go over the top of it, but go full on and really, and really embrace that. Because, I mean, you, you have a little bit of an influx in Middle Eastern talent. You know, you have Mahal. you got the Singh Brothers. You have Aliyah and NXT. Yep. You know, the, just a few of the examples there. I mean, I think if you really kind of uh, go with that, I mean, you, you could potentially have something there. You, you definitely could. Right? So, but we'll see what they choose to go with there. I have a feeling that uh, the title could end up changing hands. Yeah. I think so. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. So... I don't know if there's any kind of stipulation to this match at all. Uh, as far I as don't I, believe so. As far as I know, it is just a regular match. Yeah. Um, I'm picking Orton to win. Uh, I think possibly what WWE will choose to do is to probably keep the title on uh, Mahal for now. And that's what I'm thinking so, happens. So, yeah. So, there we go. Now, the next match is actually uh, <laughs> a, uh, kind of a historic occasion. I guess it would be a good way to put it. Yep. Uh, there will be the very first women's Money in the Bank letter match. Yes. Involving... Charlotte Flair uh, recently turned a uh, good guy. Uh, good lady. Yeah. Let's be politically correct yeah, you know here. You know what I mean. Uh, versus Becky Lynch, one of my favorites. Versus Natalia, who's... Uh, and then you have Carmella, and then you have... Oh boy, Tamina Snuka. Yes. <laughs> Who just feels thrown in because there's nobody else. <laughs> you know what? It, it, it honestly does kind of feel like that. Yeah. But I get... Tamina Snuka is the daughter of WWE she Hall is, of Famer, Jimmy is, Superfly Snuka. 
quite honestly, she is in a really, really, really tough position because you know you have you have the daughter of somebody who arguably, I mean, is uh, the daughter of one of the most beloved uh, WWE wrestlers and also one of the most hated now just because of you know what happened and, and the circumstances surrounding his death with him, mm-hmm. you know, being not being able to be fully uh, um, charged or uh, you know be brought to trial for possibly murdering uh, somebody. So. Uh, caught in a real tough spot there. You know, just that name has kind of a bad stigma now. And this this website that we're using, I kind of um, dislike that they've put Snuka on there mm-hmm. um, because WWE is is really trying to kind of get away from that. I yeah. mean, when they announce her, it's just Tamina. Tamina they yeah. they really don't mention uh, you know the last name of Snuka on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I. I can see this playing out with Tamina winning. Really? Yeah. Because you just just my my thinking here, right? So now you've got <sighs> Superfly and he had historic things happen with with Superfly Jimmy Snuka. Um and then this issue happened, you know, with with the uh, the, the possibility that there may have been a murder somewhere uh at some point with uh uh, with Superfly, um, and then you know him him passing away, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I think that they could they could really kind of be like you know what Tamina, we understand. She, you know you're going. I, w- I was just about ready to swear there. Uh, <laughs> you, you got some really bad stuff going on. Um, you know some really hard stuff is has happened to you lately. We want to try to help you out and get you through this. And I know it's it's it sounds kind of ridiculous, but what what better way, especially if this is something that's your life, mm-hmm. what better way than to say here, you know what, this is historic. Your father was historic. We want you to be historic as well. Now, here's your opportunity. Let's see what you can do with this. Right? Now, I would agree with you that that could be a possibility if she was actually making an attempt to kind of, uh, as we were hinting at earlier in the show, to be somebody who was kind of reaching out, you know, given the opportunities. I will say that uh, from what I've seen, she hasn't really taken full advantage of that. True, but she just recently came back after her father passed, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, yeah. before, they, they were actually really starting to, to, to work with Tamina and yeah. really do some stuff with her and start giving her stuff. And then yeah. all this other other crap happened, right? And yeah. she's been gone for a little while. And I think it's only been three, four weeks that she's really been back. Yeah. So, I don't think that really she's had the opportunity or the chance to be able to really grab that like yeah. uh, like we talked about earlier in the show. So, yeah, we'll see what uh, comes to that now. When it comes to picks for this, would you say that Tamina is who you see winning? I would like to see that happen, to be honest, so that we can see a little bit more of Tamina. And it's not as Um, on the nose as as people would be expecting, too. That's the reason why I like it a little bit, too. Yeah. Um, I can see them giving it to either Charlotte or Becky Lynch, to be honest. Um, I would like to see it kind of go to Tamina, though. Yeah. Yeah. So Tamina would be your pick. For me, uh, the, when it comes to these kind of scenarios, I'll give what I think WWE will do in, in, in my personal pick. I think, uh, I kind of agree with you, I think it's going to either go to Charlotte or Becky, who I'd like to see, or no, let me rephrase that. <laughs> That's actually the opposite of the way that I wanted to go with that. I see them actually putting on, Car- actually having Carmella win. Okay. And who I would like to see is either uh, Becky Lynch, my uh, probably uh, favorite right now in the women's division, or the recently turned uh, face Charlotte. Well, I, I like a lot better as a, a good character. 
Sure. Yeah. Because I, I think with uh, being the heel character, I think they were relying too much on her dad. Yes. Relying too much on that kind of stuff and not, and not as much as of her coming through. Very true. That's the reason why. So, but, uh, if I, so if I had to pick a straight up pick, Becky Lynch, although I think WWE is going to go with Carmella. Well, it's only two days away. Yeah. We will have to see. Yeah. So it, it, nonetheless, uh, no matter what kind of happens, it is a historic uh, deal here with uh, the very first Money in the Bank women's match yes and interesting to see that there's a, a nice mix of, uh, of talent in there with some experience some newer and some people who've been around for kind of in the middle or somewhere so it's there's a nice mix there awesome now speaking of things being mixed up <laughs> there's a this possibly uh, i think more than likely will be the main event oh yeah this will be but knowing wwe they might make it the first match of the night who knows who books the stuff this way but uh the uh the money in the bank large match so we're talking with the guys here now uh so we're Got a real mixture of, of talent, okay? Here, this one. Oh, yeah. I mean, from uh, some from newer people to people who've been around the business for a long time, we're not. So let's go through it. AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, Shinsuke Nakamura, Dolph Ziggler, Sami Zayn, and Baron Corbin. Yes. So just all over the place when it comes to experience, uh, gimmicks, and whatnot. So it's a real mixed bag there of, of guys. Definitely it is. And I mean, this is probably going to be one of the best ladder matches that I think we have we have ever seen. Not so much in, in the respect of like big high flying ladders just falling everywhere and crashing. But I think just, just really innovation to be able to use a ladder in in different ways. Not necessarily to, to really like beat your opponent or or to power bomb them through ladders or stuff like that we've got a really great mix here of guys that can really do awesome mat wrestling and awesome ring work and i i'm hoping that we actually see maybe like some submission moves through the with use of the ladder mm-hmm. or um you know the ladders just kind of being maybe set up in a certain way that you know a really cool move can happen that's not really just the typical going through the ladder yeah well you have the opportunity with the the talent in this match to do so many uh, good spots there i mean and you have you know Sami Zayn and kevin owens i mean uh, whenever you put those two guys in the ring together and you have any kind of uh you know other you know utensils or uh, other tools inside the (laughs) ring there i don't know what utensils (laughs) they're fighting with forks and spoons (laughs) ladies and gentlemen whatever you want to call them foreign (laughs) objects that's probably what i should have said there uh you put those two guys and you give them chairs or you give them ladders i mean those are two just guys that uh you know have worked for each other for so long that they're willing to uh really put their lives on the line here. Those, those guys have done some scary looking spots on some uh, some ladders and whatnot. So whenever you get those two guys together to match, you have fireworks. Oh yeah, uh, you have somebody like Shinsuke Nakamura who uh, you know has been around for a long time, not just uh, in wrestling, but uh, you know when it comes to mixed martial arts and whatnot. So you have somebody who's you know you, you mentioned submissions. You know him, AJ Styles, and you have you know. Baron Corbin, you have like the the big kind of powerhouse kind of guy. You have Dolph Ziggler, the the you know the uh, the small kind of uh, you know firecracker type character, right? So you, so you have a little bit of almost kind of everything in this match. Yeah, you do, right? You, you, you do. You have the experience with AJ Styles and uh, and Ziggler. You know, you, you have the the submission stuff with Nakamura. You have, you know, the uh, the hardcore stuff with Zayn and Owens. I mean, you just you have almost it all in this match. And you know what's what's really interesting, and and it's. It'll be nice to see, I think, actually, because you've got AJ Styles, right, um, who has 
gone to the top rope and done high flying stuff. Yes. Dolph Ziggler, top rope high fly stuff. Sami Zayn, top rope high fly stuff. Absolutely. Kevin Owens, yes. top rope <laughs> high fly stuff. Yep. You really don't see too much of that from Shinsuke or Baron Corbin. No. So it'll be interesting to see if they will mm-hmm. and how far up on a ladder they might actually take that. Yep. Now, especially with Corbin. I, I want to see what you know what he can really uh, do there. Because watching sometimes with his matches, he does, you know, as we had the uh, bit with uh, Miz and uh, Daniel Bryan promo there, he does occasionally wrestle like someone who's afraid to get hurt. Yes. Right? So, um, and I know there's a little bit of an agenda when it comes to wrestling. That way, you know, as, as Miz mentioned, you know, to have a bit of a longer career, kind of working that uh, that way a little bit. But uh, interesting to see if he can kind of get out of his comfort zone yeah. and uh, push the envelope a little bit. Definitely, it's going to be interesting to see. And I mean, Shinsuke, you know, hopefully uh, can have a, a great match here. His kind of debut pay per view match was was good, but I mean, it just it, it left a lot to be desired. I felt yeah. like you know, he, I don't know if it was him or if it was you know WWE or something, but it just felt like he it was like a muted kind of version of him. Yeah, it didn't feel like the uh, the match that I was keep mentioning with him and, and Sami Zayn at uh, Takeover in Dallas. You know, that, yep. that match. I mean, just there was just such a buzz there for that and now it just it feels it feels like they're it's his characters feel like it's a little bit muted they're not, yeah they're not letting him be the king of strong style which even that term king of strong style i've been seeing and reading reports that um the reason why they're calling shinsuke the artist known yeah. as shinsuke nakamura um is because strong style um in some places has a very negative um, oh, sure. r- response to it where, you know, people have actually become crippled um, from strong style and not necessarily WWE, but more Shinsuke Nakamura has said, yeah. I cannot be associated with that yeah. as long as I'm here within this company. Right. Right. So, that might have something to do with it is that you know because he can't be that strong style and himself saying this um maybe he's still trying to find that niche of a uh difference Mm -hmm. so yeah so to kind of end off here because we do have a couple minutes left here so uh to end off ending predictions for for this particular match i'll Um, go first who would you who do you who would be your pick aj styles aj styles yep so in my classic fashion here, I'll say what I think WWE will do and what my pick would be. I think that they're going to go with Baron Corbin. Okay. And that's what I think WWE, the route will be. Who I would like to see uh, win is Shinsuke Nakamura. Sure. Right? No, I can totally see that. Right? So, so yeah. Uh, depending on, you know, if they really want to finally give uh, Baron that uh, push as a big guy. Because, you know, now with Undertaker being gone, Kane yeah. kind of being out of the picture, they want to have that big guy again, right? So Sure. So that's why I see that as a possible scenario. So there, so there we go. Sounds um, good. We'll have to see. Yep. So I think that that will about wrap it up for uh, this time, unless you have anything else that you want to say. No, I just uh, want to hear some music now. What, yes. what, have, what have we got lined up to end off the show today? Well, we always do end up with some tunes, so I think that um, I, th- I think you'll enjoy this one. And um, I, I kind of actually uh, posted a uh, thing about this on our Facebook page the other day with uh, Larry King interviewing Corey Taylor of Slipknot yes. and talking about uh, you know the masks and uh, yep. you know the reason why they, they wear them on stage and all that. So I think we'll uh, end off with a little Slipknot. I've actually been getting into these guys a little bit more recently and listening to their music quite a bit. So here we go, 10 things off, some Slipknot 
Cycle Social. You guys have a good one, and we'll see you guys next time. Ciao. The moderator